right, everybody, welcome in to another episode here on the podcast, Floor 10. As you can see, the man next to me does not look uh, like Max Murphy or sound like him. It is, in fact, my good friend Noah Rogoff. Max is currently sick right now with an 102 degree fever, uh, so we're wishing him well, but the show must go on. And I think it's important to note that he would totally be here if I didn't tell him that he should probably rest. This kid, he would die for this podcast. Um, and I don't even say that jokingly, so yeah, no, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Like I said, wishing Max the absolute best. Uh, that man loves his football, though, and it takes just about a hospital bed to take him away from it. Exactly. But little call to the bullpen, I'm happy to fill in today. Hopefully Max is back soon, but in the meantime, I'll do all I can to uh, fill his shoes to the best of my ability. Um, a little bit about myself. I'm from Rochester, New York, so all my upstate New York people, how we doing? Uh fellow student here at Syracuse University studying broadcast journalism. He also, so. he also used to make subs at Wegman, Wegmans. Well, anyone, if anyone needs a sub at Wegmans, I'm kind of qualified to do that as well. But yeah, studying broadcast journalism, so great to be in front of a camera talking some sports and uh, hopefully me and Teddy have a good show today. Yep, so let's get it started with um, Max's picks from last week. We just want to get this out of the way because we do give them to you every week, so just keep you updated on how he how he picked. So I'm gonna start out with uh, what we got right here. So we got Jags plus ten, Pats minus one and a half. Um, these all hit by the way. Lions plus nine, Vikings plus two and a half, Chiefs minus two and a half, Michigan minus three and a half, Ole Miss plus three, Notre Dame minus five and a half, BC uh, plus two, Chiefs Raiders over fifty two. Then those all hit. And here are the whiffs for the week. Uh, we had Pats Browns under 45 did not hit, Ravens minus 7.5, Falcons plus 9, Jets plus 14, Titans minus 3, Tampa Bay minus 9.5, Seattle plus 3.5, Denver minus 3, and TCU plus 13. Uh, for the week, that was still 52.6% right, so anytime you're picking over half your picks, you're getting them right. Still not a bad week by any means, so... Not a bad week, but what I will say is, the funny thing is, I won't give the exact dollar amount. Max was actually up large sum of money this week, and unfortunately, this is why we're going to start the Twitter account, that it's pretty much just called going to be called Max's Picks, where, because it's hard for him to just do it all at once like this, so every time he gets the idea, and whatever pops into his brain to bet, he's going to be sending it out um, right as he does it. The kid hasn't had a losing week in... 10 years. So. I could learn a thing or two from him. So Yes. He is, uh, our friend Noah has put, had the best luck on the books. To put, put, put food on the bookies table. So, so yeah, you want to talk a little bit about what we uh, saw Thursday night? Thursday night was Ravens-Dolphins, and well, why don't you start? Go ahead. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I mean, this is what we were talking about earlier where for the first time in a couple years, I truly feel you cannot predict sport games, unless your name is Max Murphy, of course. But for the most part, the NFL, some games just feel like a total coin flip. Yep. I mean, when have you seen so many upsets in a given week? I mean, an upset is bound to happen every now and then, but was it last week or this week where almost all the favorites lost in the early window? I mean, there's a reason Vegas does what it does, and they don't usually get that many games wrong. So I think Thursday night was just another example of how competitive this league is and the teams that we thought were great can not look great and the teams we thought were bad can just look great. And I think you were saying this um, 
to me last night. Who's a team right now you're going out? Uh, let's create an imaginary 500 average team, and you have to put your life on one team right now to go win this game. Outside of the Packers, full healthy Packers. Do you still trust the Packers? No, to win I, a don't. Game I, I honestly don't. Given Sunday? If you just create this, this team with a average defense, average offense, and put any team out there, it's it's the first time in a while I don't have one that I feel very comfortable with. And I think that showed on Thursday. I mean, if there was one team in the league that I felt pretty confident was not going to show up on a football game, besides maybe the Houston Texans, it was the Miami Dolphins. I mean, the Miami Dolphins, everyone was telling me this team was going to be great, but oh, yeah, they yeah. just... I had to hear it a ton, obviously, as a Patriots fan, who was going to finish <clears throat> second in the division and stuff like that. But I mean, they, they were... They, took one of the better teams in the AFC who I'm higher on than a lot of people, the Baltimore Ravens and, and the game wasn't very close. <laughs> it was not it wasn't. It really it wasn't. Really wasn't very close. I mean, what was that? I mean, teams turn in clunkers all the time, but that was you can play bad and beat the Miami Dolphins. You don't have to play good to beat them. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens just looked horrible for four quarters. Ravens definitely looked really bad offensively. They have this year have been liking uh, the comebacks, you know, take their rest early on in the game and then come back when they need to. You can't always do that. You can't always just start pushing. Um, obviously, it was too little, too late. They got it down to the goal line towards the end of the game. I think they threw a pick or a fumble or something happened down there. And, you know, that very, very, very weird game. Awesome for me as a Pats fan. And I guess for you as a Bills fan, can appreciate it as well. I do like guys. to see the AFC East lose. So, so I'll... But, you know, I like to see the Ravens lose a little bit more. We're competing for them for uh, oh, for seeding. You don't want – it's more enjoyable at this point for you to see the Ravens lose than the Dolphins. I mean, why, it's, it's why also, do you even care about the Dolphins? Because you got to understand as a Bills fan, when your team was the laughing stock of a division for 20 years, yeah. it's nice to see it happen to someone else. So, yeah, the seeding's great, but so is seeing another fan base go through what you went through for 20 years. I mean, you could be a Jets fan. I could be a Jets fan. Listen, I, I want to apologize. There's a kid by the name of Ben. I'm not sh- quite sure. He might be a friend of Max's, but he, he tends to not like the slander. I've been slandering the Dolphins subconsciously. I don't do it on purpose all the time. Um, it's because another friend of mine, Lucas, from back home, has been just shoving the Dolphins down my throat for what feels like years now. So I have a lot of built-up hatred for the Dolphins, and I'm excited that they are, for the most part, uh, exposing themselves. But... That we didn't see that happen. We saw an injury to um, Brissett, and they put two in, uh, into the game. And then they showed Brissett coming out of the tunnel, putting his helmet back on, throwing the ball around. He's getting ready to run out, and Flores grabs him, stops him. They let Tua take over. Man, I mean, I don't know what to make of Brian Flores either. I mean, that's a that's a tough decision to make with your quarterback. I mean, listen, it paid off this time. I I like Flores, but I I like him as a team piece more so than the head of a team and I think he's a brilliant mind and was the the head of uh, that 2019 defense I believe so he's great head coach don't know uh, this is his first year was horrible like I don't know if you remember that first year oh, guys yeah. would like tweet like oh I want to leave like it was like just about as bad of a situation not even in terms of playing just about as bad of a situation that I've seen all field for a football team in a while and uh, come back the year after, get 10 wins. But now, um, 
seem to be right it's back. It's decision at time. One. It's decision time in Miami. It's decision for the owners. It's decisions for the coaches. What do you think comes first? Decision about two or Brian? Who do you keep? I almost to, say Brian. I I almost say Brian too. Uh, the problem is a lot of times head coaches and quarterbacks are kind of married. I mean, what do we got? That's, and, yeah, that's true. We got seven, eight games left in the year. I think so. I think they both get the end of the year, and you see what happens. So we have eight uh, games left. They're they're writing their own script right now. Yeah. So I think it kind of goes back to why the Jets ended up taking Zach Wilson instead of keeping Sam Darnold. So Jets have a new. I think they have a new GM coming in. They have a new head coach coming in. Uh-huh. And if you stay with Sam Darnold, you are tied to him. Similarly, if you stay with Zach Wilson, you're tied to him. But who do you think they're going to stick with longer, Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson? So I guess this can lead us honestly into the Jets here because I have a few things to say on that. This team is not – we all know they're not good. They've gotten a few very weird wins. Yeah. That I don't think – Head-scratching wins. I don't think even a sports historian would be able to accurately depict what happened on those days. That would allow – a team like the Titans or even the Bengals who have shown weakness but still uh, to lose those games. Zach Wilson, we saw him start to keep games close versus the, the Falcons game that they did lose, but they didn't look the, like the Jets Jets and get blown out. Um, so I think that kind of was a somewhat inspiring performance. He still got to win those ones. And then he got uh, he was manning the quarterback. He was manning the, the team for the, um, for the Titans win. And then no, for the who beat the uh, Mike White beat the Bengals. Mike White beat the Bengals. So Zach Wilson did beat the Titans, though I believe. Yeah. So now Zach's out a couple more weeks. Mike White's come back to earth, looking very pedestrian. What do you think they do with Zach when he gets back? So I think it's I think it's a no brainer. I think Zach Wilson has to play. I think as a head coach, a new head coach in Robert Sala, if you want to keep your job, you play Zach Wilson, and it's as simple as this. It's what I was saying with the Dolphins. It's all about runway. And when the Jets decided to draft Zach Wilson instead of keep Sam Darnold, people were starting to get fed up with Sam Darnold in New York. Why do you think he's no longer on the team? I personally thought they could have gotten some real value if they were to trade that pick back and maybe Zach keep pick? yeah and keep Sam Darnold and build around him. Now we've seen Sam Darnold. Play I mean, listen, I'm against, I'm against Sam Darnold in general. Oh, I am too. Um... But I don't think Zach Wilson necessarily fixes that team. My point being, I believe the real reason they moved off Sam Darnold is it's going to give their head coach the longest runway and the longest amount of time to figure stuff out. Yeah. Because if you have a rookie quarterback, you're not going to judge a rookie quarterback off his rookie year. Yeah, you kind of almost have. Or you're not going to judge him off his his second. You almost have three Three years-ish. Look at Josh Allen on, on the Bills. His first season. God awful. Yeah, Second season, yeah, bad. not great. Third season comes out, he's an MVP candidate. Yeah. I mean, not that McDermott was ever on the hot seat, but <laughs> he got the benefit of the doubt with a rookie quarterback versus if you have a guy like Sam Darnold who's been playing for some time now and you decide to keep him, your job security isn't as great as it is with a rookie because they're going to give a rookie quarterback more time than they're going to give Sam Darnold, who's already been in the system for, what, two, three years, right? Mm. So I think that, more than anything, is they wanted a fresh start. They wanted a new QB, new GM, new uh, head coach. So I think that's the reason they decided to move off Sam Darnold, and Person. I think it makes the most sense. Yeah, I, I think... And that's why you got to start Zach Wilson. I mean, you spent... Mike White's been a great story, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him. And even even last week, I mean, he got Mike White Lightning. He he got smoked by the Bills' defense, yeah. but so have a lot of quarterbacks this year. And he was fighting. His offensive line did him no favors. He made a couple bad reads, but what 
you know, young, inexperienced quarterback doesn't. But let's be honest, you spend a number two pick on a player, you're going to want to see what that player has to offer. The second Zach Wilson's healthy, he, he needs to be on a football field. So here's where I'm going to disagree with you on that. I think it's not my personal opinion that they will be better with Mike White than Zach Wilson. I think Mike White has gone down and lied on the ground for 10 seconds. He's hurt his wrist. He's gotten hurt back there. These games haven't been terribly close. Um, I don't know if throwing Zach Wilson to the dogs would be the best thing ever. I think you let, my personal opinion, you let Mike White finish up. Best case scenario, he looks like uh, he looks like Bengals Mike White. Worst case scenario, he the Jets look like the Jets. Either way, Zach Wilson's, you know how much those practice reps, game after game after game, he's not going to come into next season with a sore ankle, bad knee, anything. I think there would be some, uh, and I think the front office would be on the same page with the coach understanding no I'm not don't judge me by how many games we win right now judge me by what I'm doing and how I'm working this process and so that's my opinion but that's the Jets yeah and I mean I think a lot of it depends on the health of Zach Wilson too I mean if he's not healthy you don't want to get him more injured but if he's healthy for the last three four weeks of the season I think you roll Zach Wilson out. Maybe you, sure. you, you know, kind of reel in the playbook a little bit. You say, "Hey, Zach, we I would want almost, you." To... I would almost like the last two games. Yeah, maybe you tell him, "Listen, Zach, but for the next we know you're special." Four games, three, yeah. four, five, six games. I don't see the purpose. Yeah, until he's uh, healthy to come back on a football field. I 100 percent agree with I you. I mean, when they play the Bills next, he doesn't need to be out. No, there. No, he doesn't need to be. He doesn't. If, do they have another game against the Pats? No, ha- no, they don't. Okay, so putting Zach Wilson in against a Bill Belichick defense is never a good idea. Yeah. But, no, I think the last two, three weeks, that's probably a good time for him to just Get maybe... some momentum. Some momentum. They have a couple of young receivers. Yeah. Uh, who's the guy they drafted this year? Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Yeah, You'd like good. to see him maybe develop some chemistry there. So, I think, I think Zach Weir, this is not the last we've seen of Zach Wilson. I don't think Mike White is the future in New York. Um, best case, he's a good mentor. He's a good backup. Uh, maybe you can trade, get a, you know, get a draft pick for him if he really does look that good. Uh-huh. But yeah, you spend that's, that's, a you spend a number two pick on a player, you're gonna give him another shot than what we've seen from Zach Wilson this year, definitely. and the rest just remains to be seen. I think. So, I want to go into what do we do first? Bills or Pats? What are you feeling? I'm I'm the guest, so I'm I'm gonna start with my Buffalo Bills okay. if that's okay with yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, really tough week to evaluate. Um, Absolutely. The the sign of really good teams is you give them a bye week and they come back and all the issues that were issues before the bye week seem to have disappeared. And for the Bills, it seems to have been the complete opposite. Well, if you look at the Bucks as well, and it comes back to the debate we had about uh, bye weeks a little bit, mm-hmm. if you look at the Bucks, uh, the Buccaneers as well, they came out and lost to, uh, to a Washington team. So, I mean, continue what you're saying. Yeah, so, and, and I mean, so, sometimes that comes out, but before the bye week, the Bills were really good about protecting Josh Allen, uh, you know, getting to other quarterbacks, making them uncomfortable, and taking the ball away. Yeah. And that's what we were doing really well. But a thing we were not doing so well was our situational offense this year has been horrible. For as many weapons as that team has in the red zone, Josh Allen himself on the ground. Zach Moss is a bruiser. Dawson Knox emerges this year. Steph Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders. Gabe Davis is a big go-get-it guy. You name it. We have guys that can get the ball into that money zone, and we've been horrible about punching the ball in in the red zone. Mm -hmm. I mean, plain and simple, too good of an offense to be doing that. And so they come out of the bye week, 
come out completely flat against the Miami Dolphins. Same issue where we can't, you know, get the ball across the pylon. Same issue. And, and to make matters worse, can't protect Josh Allen. I mean, just can't protect him. You lose to the Jaguars and score six points because Josh Allen, you know, the better Josh Allen was on the other team. I mean, he made my Josh Allen's life horrible. I mean, picked him off, sacked him, recovered a fumble. It's the O-line just has forgotten to show up, and they're still situationally bad. So, yes, this, this win is a win in the right direction. They were better in the red zone. Um, they were better at giving Josh time, and this defense has been balling all year. They're still putting pressure on quarterbacks. They have the highest pressure rate in the league. Uh, they take the ball away. They picked Mike White off four times and recovered another fumble. I mean, so yes, it's a feel-good win. Uh, you can't complain when you blow a team out of the water on the road. But I'm still not in love with our situational offense, and I think that's that. The, it could be one-two plays. I mean, one team scores in the red zone, one doesn't. That's the difference in a playoff game. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm I think just... they got to be better, and they got to still continue to protect Josh Allen. I know they have injuries up front, but every team has injuries up front. It's not an excuse anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm just pulling up the uh, box score here from this, and shows Josh Allen 21-28, uh, 366 in the air, two touchdowns. You don't want to see the pick there, but it um, doesn't seem like it mattered too much. In terms of your receiving, Diggs had himself a day. About time. Gabriel Davis, only three catches, but um, clearly one of them must have been pretty long. So, <laughs> three catches, uh, 105, and Matt Breida. I didn't even know you guys had Matt Breida. He got himself in the uh, end zone there. So, listen, they forced uh, four picks from Mike White. Lucky you guys, since uh, the Jets didn't start Joe Flacco, because it looks like here he went three for three for 47 yards with a touchdown. I think they wanted to just save him up for the Dodged the bullet there. Dodged the real bullet there. But, no, I mean, in all seriousness, I think if you are if you believe in your team and you're playing a team, uh, Jets, uh, Texans, some, some of those guys, you kind of want to go out and look. 50 to nothing. That's kind of what you... And then everything that doesn't happen, because you can hear his, uh, you know, he's not very content with a 45 to 17 win, uh, which makes sense, because I get it, and there's things you notice, but in the reality... No, it's still a great win, and if you're winning... You should beat this team. That's the kind of result you should get. However, my fear is still... I think this defense is going to keep us in every single game. I mean, they take the ball away. They make quarterbacks' lives uncomfortable, which is a really, really good recipe. But (laughs) the fact of the matter is, if we can't protect Josh Allen, we just don't have a chance. And you saw that in the playoffs last year. Mm -hmm. I mean, my my one big critique of the year was uh, for the Super Bowl, you know, Pat Mahomes getting all this credit for running around with guys in his face, you know, off-balance throws, whatever. Uh doing all he can. If you watch the tape from the week before, the Super Bowl happened the week before. It was called Bills versus Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Uh-huh. One team was getting to the other team's quarterback. That was the Chiefs getting to Josh Allen. Josh Allen's running around, you know, trying to make plays, doing all he can to keep his team in the game. Ultimately, we lose, but it's the same game played out over the course of two weeks. One team, of course, being the Chiefs who go to the Super Bowl, and then Can't it happens. throw the, the ball on your back. Yeah, so, I mean... If we can't protect Josh Allen and we can't score, and I don't like calling it the red zone. I call it the green zone because yeah. that's where you get paid. The money zone. I mean, that's the money zone. You've got to be able to punch the ball in there against good teams. So that's, I mean, like I said, I I hate to complain with a 45-17 win. I think our defense is the real deal. <coughs> very, very similar 
to the defense we had a couple years ago when we made the playoffs. I mean, that was the reason we made the playoffs, yeah. not our offense. So a lot of things to like, a lot of good takeaways, but until I see this team really just situationally great on offense and continue to protect him against an upper-level team, playoff team, or a good defense, I'm just not 100% sold or a Super Bowl team yet. So that's going to lead me into my next topic, my Patriots. Uh, and along the lines of what he was saying, until that – uh, until we see a full around, all around defense, offense, everything performance together. That's what I saw versus uh, the Browns there, 45-7. to seven. Mac Jones, I believe, 18 for 22, 18 for 21 maybe, 19 for 23, 19 for 23, uh, a buck 98, three touchdowns, no picks. And we were getting our receivers involved a little bit. We have Ramon J. Stevenson, who is our rookie from Oklahoma. Big dude, six feet tall, 248 though. Uh, people don't like tackling that, especially come the third and fourth quarter. It gets a little chilly, and that's no fun. We absolutely demolished this team. I don't want to hear about Nick Chubb because guess what? We didn't have Damian Harris either, and sure, Nick Chubb's better than Damian Harris, but we didn't have our feature back. They didn't have theirs. We were missing Jamie Collins. Um, Miles, we held Miles Garrett and whoever in check. The only time they got to Miles, the only time they got to Mac Jones was a Miles Garrett. Uh, it was a sack. But there was some miscommunication with the line. It was like a busted screen almost, and Mac just kind of laid down. We completely protected. We made that team look extremely uh, pedestrian. Baker couldn't get anything done. We're going to get into that. Baker couldn't get anything done, and it was just an utter domination that now coming off of this, on this win streak right now, I mean, we are playing really, really well. Um, so we go, we beat... The Jets, 50-something, 54-13 or something like that. We come, we beat uh, Chargers. No, I got, I got the order wrong here. But we beat Jets, we beat Chargers, now we've beaten the Browns. Um, so, And then, of course, we have the Panthers win, all of which haven't been close games. So I'm excited about the way we look right now. And yeah, that's that. Yeah, I mean... How much fun is it that we can talk about AFC's football and, like, the two teams at the top separated by half a game? I mean, when's the last time? Be good, yeah, exactly. In recent memory, People used in the last to yell at 25 years, where after, what are we, week 10 now, week 11? Yeah. When's the last time over halfway through the season we're talking about who's going to win the AFC's? Yeah, you know what? It was actually closest 2019, I want to say, Brady's last year, when mm-hmm. you guys were kind of on our backs. Yeah, and we made the wild card that yeah. year. But, I mean, it's just... It's fun when divisions that historically have not been competitive are kind of competitive again. I mean, we kind of see that with the NFC North right now. I mean, nobody's touching the Packers. I mean, it's just not as fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much fun has the, you know, the AFC West to the NFC West been this year where any given, every division game is a grind. Uh, The AFC North this year, every game is a grind. I mean, it's fun when... There's no top teams. That goes back to what we said earlier, where who's one team you feel confident is going to win on any given Sunday? Nobody. And there really isn't one. Yeah. And it just makes for a better league. I can't wait for playoffs I to roll around. I think is really good right now. It's really I do, too. I um, think there's a ton and ton of just talented quarterbacks in the league. I mean, how often do you see this many teams that have their franchise guy? Yeah. It's just it's fun to watch. As a fan, it's, it's what you love to see for the league. Definitely. So I guess that can bring us into Raiders Chiefs. Uh, if I, if you didn't watch any games this season and I turned this one on for you, you would think nothing is different. You Pretty would have much. no idea. Patrick Mahomes looked, uh, did his best Zach Wilson impression for a couple games this year. 
and all is right in the world. The Raiders, I mean, the Chiefs just go and absolutely demolish the Raiders. Uh, Patty Mahomes throws five, I think, and 400-something. I mean, domination. Tyreek Hill gets in the end zone a couple times. Travis Kelsey looks like he's playing well again, and team looks really good. And I think the Chiefs are now, once again, they might... I'm going to need to see the next couple games. I do, too. They're going to become... They could very well become the team to beat. I just think anytime you have a quarterback that is as talented as Patrick Mahomes and yeah, you have a coach roster. like Andy Reid and you have playmakers like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, you just cannot rule out a team. And yes, they've looked horrible. And yes, they've had their lows. But hey, give them credit. Here we are. Everybody was writing them off the whole season. And they just went into town of the division-leading I almost said Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, Raiders. and they handed their butts to them on a silver platter. Credit the Chiefs, credit them for silencing the doubters. Now, what do we learn from this game? They looked horrible for a really long time. So are we willing to throw that all out the window because they won one game? Absolutely not. I I still have my doubts with this team. Um, I was always on the boat of them figuring it out, and then week after week of them doing stupid stuff, I kind of was like, ah, I don't really know. But then, this is kind of the performance I've been waiting for and expecting, not, I guess, more so than waiting for, just really expecting this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was just a matter of time. It felt like, it's kind of like a Coke bottle. It keeps shaking. You're just waiting for that top to come off. It's like, there's too much talent, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'll put it this way. If this team does figure it out, they're still, look the, team, out they're NFL. still the team to beat, look in my out opinion. NFL. I agree. Um, they've heard the talk and everything, and I'm sure they do not appreciate it. So... I just think if you have that much talent, not only on the football field, but off the football yeah. field, I mean, you have Andy Reid, who's their offensive coordinator, the enemy, who should, how, why he's still the offensive coordinator, that man should have well, a coaching Josh job. Well, Josh McDaniels used to get a million head coaching jobs a year, and he would stay because he was with Brady. But Eric so Bieniemy, that's why he's there. Probably Eric Bieniemy should one million percent have a head coaching job in this league. I'm sure he could have um, one if he wants one. So you have that much creative minds, that much talent between Pat Mahomes and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, and... You know, at some point, you just got to think they've got to figure it out and give them credit. Here they are sitting, you know, top of the division uh, in a very, very competitive division. I mean, I know the Broncos and the Chiefs, or the sorry, the Chargers kind of had a hot start. They're cooling off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, hey, if my team had to play either of those teams, maybe play those teams on the road, that's no that's no easy yeah. win. Yeah. So in a very, very competitive division, credit to the Chiefs for, for, for now, figuring it out yeah. and clawing their way back to the top. So... Should we do... Alright, we're going to do a little overreaction, not overreaction here because it's Monday. We're fresh off the recency bias and what just happened yesterday. So let's go ahead. I'm going to start it off for you here. Titans are the best team in the AFC. I think the Titans are playing the best football of uh-huh. any team in the AFC. Am I willing to say they're the best team in the AFC? No. No. But I think... As of today, if there was one team on paper in the AFC that I would not want to play, I think it has to be the Tennessee Titans. Even without Derrick Henry, this team's scary. That I mean, might be my scary. team for the any given Sunday versus, yeah. versus a They've random just, t- towards not good team. I might throw the Titans and out it, You know what? It would have been really easy for them to drop this game against the Saints. I mean, think about it. They are coming off emotional win after emotional win after emotional win. Yeah. They beat the Bills in prime time on a last-second play. They beat the Chiefs. They, you know, they they're beating some of the top teams in the AFC. It would have been really easy for them to just slip up, you know, drop one against the Saints, who 
I know, I know Trevor Simeon started that game, but... That's, yeah, that was kind know. of my point. Like, I don't think people should be discouraged. Like, oh, they won 23-21. to 21. Good teams win the weird, hard games. Yeah. The, the games that come down to the wire, the sketchy games, the good teams win those games. I can say firsthand from watching uh, my Patriots take on this defense, that defense is ferocious. Those dudes fly around. Mario Davis, who I've complimented on yeah, this podcast. Cam Jordan, I mean, they got Cam some. Jordan. They got some guys, guys on that defense. That's no easy game. So I guess I would say not an overreaction based off of the fact that they are playing the best football in the AFC right now. But then again, are they the best team? I, I guess I will say overreaction and and just say it's everyone's somewhat overreacting to their four-game win streak. And without Derrick Henry, we might see them uh, struggle to find offense I a just, little bit later. I don't know how much I trust that defense late in games. And if... A team figures out a way to stop Derrick Henry. Um, it obviously helps having like AJ Brown, Julio Jones. Um, well, Derrick Henry's not playing. Yeah, but I'm saying come playoff time. Yeah. Um, I still don't know if Tannehill's the guy who can make big throws for you. I know he's been clutch, and credit to Ryan Listen, Tannehill yeah, I was for say, reviving I don't, I don't his career. I don't have a problem with Tannehill. But when it's tough to go into a a playoff run where you're gonna have the inferior quarterback in almost every game you play. I mean, if you play Pat Mahomes, I, let's be honest, Pat Mahomes is better than Ryan yeah. Tannehill. Josh Allen's better than Ryan Tannehill. Lamar Jackson's better than Ryan Tannehill. They're not doing me dirty here. Let's have the Patriots make the playoffs first, and then we'll we can talk about it. But Daddy Mac, I think the Titans are playing the best football. But come playoff time, I think we're gonna have to reevaluate this. I'm gonna say it's a slight overreaction. I don't think the Titans are the best me team as well, in the I'm AFC. Fine with that. Overreaction, not an overreaction. Baker is not the guy going forward in Cleveland. If I was the GM of the Cleveland Browns, I'm moving off Baker Mayfield. I think you have a Super Bowl-level roster yep. that is ready to win right now. Um, credit to Baker. Uh, he's winning in Cleveland, which mm-hmm. is something that not many people can say they have done. Yeah, I was going to say, and, like, the guy came, changed this team from 0-16, whatever, and I think if you're the GM and Cleveland fan, you send him a nice edible arrangements. You say thank you for absolutely dragging us out of the abyss of being pretty much the worst span that we've honestly seen a football team have probably in 25 years. And you thank him for that, and he's gotten you to about a 500 football team level. They looked good last year in the knocking off the Steelers and stuff. I don't know how much higher than this right now, like a 5-5, five and five, you can get with Baker. I agree. You've gotten Baker to attract talent to the team. Uh, guys want to stay there. They want to play there because now the team's culture isn't horrible. And they could definitely be a playoff team. He brought you here, and I think you got to go somewhere else. It's... Honestly, it reminds me of the Rams a little bit. The Rams Moving Jared off Goff. Jared Goff. I because think Jared that's Goff a great was, example. was doing things to bring them to the playoffs every single year. Even made a Super Bowl being led by... He's one throw away. I mean, if he hits Brandon Cooks, or was Brandon Cooks, who was he looking for in the end zone? When well, it wasn't... That wasn't a throw that necessarily... He should have made in the first... It wasn't like he missed the throw. But we're just, saying we're one play away. We're one play away from Jared Goff yes, being a... In this, yes, being a Super Bowl champion. So, uh, cred, like, like like we said, credit to Jared Goff. I think credit to Baker Mayfield. If you look at that draft class, yeah, I'm the biggest Josh Allen fan in the world. But if he didn't go to Buffalo, he would not be an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Rosen was a disaster. Sam Darnold was a disaster on two organizations. Now, I don't know. I, I think I think Josh Allen would fit, would have figured it out anyway. I think Buffalo is definitely not a poverty franchise with bad players, so that helps. But I think, Josh I think Allen, that coaching staff did wonders for him. No, definitely, um, definitely. I think Baker Mayfield, and I'm including Lamar Jackson on this, uh, the Ravens really embraced Lamar Jackson and gave him tight ends. They gave him you know, good running backs for a running offense. If they didn't do that in Cleveland, I don't think he would have had the same success. 
So I'm going to say credit to Baker Mayfield. Um, I think he's the only quarterback out of that draft class that could have had as much success as he has had in Cleveland. But I think it's his time. I think Josh Allen could also be on that team right now balling. But... Well, I guess we'll never know. But with that being said, yes, I credit, think yes, credit to Baker, Baker Mayfield. But I think it's not an overreaction. I think, and going back to my Ryan Tannehill argument, if you're going to make the playoffs, you're going to be at a quarterback disadvantage, and I think that includes if they play a team like the Patriots in the yeah. playoffs. We just saw it. Who looked better, oh, Mac yeah. Jones or Baker Mayfield? Yeah, Mac yeah. Jones looked better by a mile with yeah. worse weapons. Yeah, I mean, definitely, Mac Jones is a better quarterback today than Baker Mayfield, and I just don't think the Browns can win a Super Bowl. With that low of a with that low of a ceiling at quarterback, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna say not overreaction. I think Baker, much respect for what he's done for the organization, yeah. but it's his time to go. Yeah, but I know if Max Murphy was here, <clears> he would say the same thing. It's time for Baker to go, and I will have to agree. All right, Cowboys are better than the Buccaneers. Overreaction. Overreaction as well. Honestly, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this. Goat is gonna go. Sure, teams lose weird games throughout the season. It happens. We've seen it happen to every team in the league so far this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't freak out. Antonio Brown is such a huge part of that team, which people don't realize. Um, Gronk, he's kind of taking a back seat, which is crazy because Antonio well, Brown for the longest time. He's just time, been hurt. Yeah. He's been hurt. Well, even when he was healthy, he wasn't really getting talked about because you got guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, even Gronk. He was. Know. Yeah, and he was honestly But he was leading, great. He, he was, was leading really that good. team for the first couple games in terms, of, in terms of yards and stuff, and he was balling out. Like, legitimately was looking like AB out there. He's missed the last three. Um, I'm not worried about this team at all just because I have been in many situations with Tom Brady growing up. Uh, this is a real touchy subject for me, but I've seen us in the worst of worst situations where I had to put my trust in Brady, and he's came through every single time. So this isn't even a bad situation. They're no, six I agree. And three. And teams what, fine. They're some, not better yeah. than the Cowboys. Higher ceiling than the Cowboys outside. I agree. And some teams just have like teams they don't play well against. Brady, for some reason, Sean Payton – kind of figured out Brady a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. Brady always has one game where he just does not look good against the Bucks. And if we go back to that playoff game against Washington, that game was close. Yep. I mean, it's not like the Bucks blew the Washington football no, team 7-9 no, no, and nine or 7-whatever, you know, yeah, sub five. Redskins gave them a harder time that playoff run than the Packers or the Chiefs did. Right, so I'm not worried about it. Um, for whatever reason, Washington just kind of gives Brady struggles sometimes. Yep. Uh, credit to the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys look great. They uh, it's a nice bounce back from that clunker they had against the um, against the Broncos. Uh, just good teams find a way to come back strong after an embarrassing loss. So I think the Cowboys are a real a real force in the NFC. Um, but yeah. I just don't think the, that they're better I than think the Bucks. Bucks healthy and clicking on all cylinders are better than Cowboys <clears throat> healthy and clicking. I just think that cylinders. Bucks defense once they get a little healthier is just. So, so good. So good yeah. at stopping the run, rushing the pass, or taking the ball away. And I think they could give a team like the Cowboys fits if they were to play. Definitely. So, so moving on, Cam Newton makes Panthers a playoff team. I'm going to let you take this one first because I'm still, go, I'm I'm still excited. Overreaction. Uh, we saw Cam Newton have two touchdowns in similar fashion to the touchdowns he had all of last year where he does a little uh, fake draw, hits a guy out with the passing touchdown. And... And when he runs it in, just because he's an animal of an athlete. I mean, the guy is, he is a great built athlete. like a Greek god, so those draw plays from the two-yard line are borderline unstoppable. I've watched him, the offense, expand past that point. When you have a whole field in front of you, you can't get behind the sticks. You get a false start, first and 15, you're done. You get a holding penalty, second and 20, first and 20, third and 20, done, no shot. That With the Cam Newton-led offense, you have to get four yards every play you cannot find yourself in 
third and nine, third and twelve. I mean, third and nine, third and ten, third and eleven. You're kind of in trouble, and so you need to you need a Christian McCaffrey. And listen, last him coming year, back is huge. La- last year he didn't have anything close to Christian McCaffrey. Um, a DJ, DJ Moore, Moore Robbie uh, Anderson. Robbie, he didn't, we didn't have nearly that. So with that being said. But I am also watching Mac Jones. I mean, we didn't have Kendrick Bourne last year, but I am watching Mac Jones. That's eh, not fair because we added Kendrick Bourne and Aguilar. So, and Henry and Smith. But my point being, it's going to be, I'm interested to see him with weapons. I don't think it mattered because he was missing open guys last year anyway. But that was maybe the worst offensive football team in the history of ever. And the fact we won seven games is borderline miracle. Uh so I think overreaction that they make the playoffs. Uh, I do believe that they can, however, that Cam can look a whole lot better than he did last year. It's so frustrating for me because... But they're 5-5 five five Car- right now, right? Uh, I believe they are. Okay. And big win off the Cardinals. So yeah. credit there, uh, playing one of the top teams in the NFC. I like everything about the Panthers except the guy under center. And that's whether it's P.J. Walker, whether it's Cam Newton, or whether it's Sam Darnold. Yeah. I mean, they have... That defense It's time is, for a franchise dude there. It is. I mean, you That have, defense is crazy. It got Brian Burns, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. Um, I mean... And Gilmore's far from... I mean, he's still Oh, he's very, got very some good. good years left in yeah. him. Uh, the pass rush is great. The, the back end is great. I mean, they, they've got some big guys up front that they've been drafting. I mean, there's a lot to like about Carolina. And then, like we mentioned, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson. You just got to have someone who can get them the ball and someone who can not give that ball to the other team. Yep. And... I just, I don't feel confident. Cam's got it all in front of him. I just, I don't feel confident enough. The problem with Sam Darnold is he would just give the ball the, the away too much. The problem with Sam Darnold is he sucks at football. He just, he, you can't win a game where your quarterback is three interceptions. He's not good. I mean. I hate to say it, he's just not He's good. not, and we learned that. It wasn't the Jets. He has better playmakers and better coaching here than he did in New York. And yeah. He still is not, you know. He's not good. So, I'm going to say overreaction because I don't like any of the three guys they have under center. But, man, this this team feels a lot like Washington did last year, mm-hmm. where they are it's, – it's a lot to say you're a quarterback away, but how good was Washington's defense last year? Yep. They had Terry McLaurin. Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. I mean, they have guys who can go make plays for you. And a great, great defense and a, you know, a good head coach. Well, Matt Rule's still you – know, book's still open on him. We'll have to learn a bit more in the next couple days, next couple weeks, next couple years. But – I kind of like him. I like him too. I think he's got some good qualities, but yeah. we'll see. Know, we'll see. I'm gonna say overreaction. I just don't like who they uh, who they have. Lions will remain winless for the remainder of the year, uh, finishing up at 016 and one. 016 and one. Is it bad if I don't think this is an overreaction? I think this team's a disaster. <coughs> I think. If you can go 0-16 with Matt Stafford, I think you can go 0-16 with Jared Goff. It's fair. Um, I'm going to say not overreaction. I think there's a realistic chance they do not win a football game all year. Definitely. I. Yeah, I think don't – I'm going to do this quickly because i got some other stuff we want to get to, but I'm just going to go remaining schedule really quick because I don't think this team – starting off, even when they were like the past couple of games, I was like, I don't feel like they're that bad. I mean, they are that bad. But, but like, if we keep having to tell ourselves, I don't feel like they're that bad. Maybe they are Maybe they bad. are that bad. They it's got just Browns. That's probably a loss, but then you never know. Bears, they got a shot versus the Bears. Uh, no Bears shot. at home, maybe. No shot. I think Bears right now, the way it's looking, is their best shot to win a game. Broncos, probably not. Cardinals, no. Falcons, no. 
What do they have after that? Seahawks, no. Packers, no. So, Bears I think it's a realistic home. shot. Bears at, Bears at home. Uh, I think we'll be their last chance to win a football game this year. Yeah, it just feels like this team's allergic to winning. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the end of that Steelers game, you know, what, fourth quarter, no T. I mean, exactly. I, I was laughing. They were about to win, and then they pulled out the EpiPen and <clears throat> yeah, made, I sure, mean, made sure that didn't happen. Yeah, it's just they they at times are just incapable of moving the football. I mean, Jared Goff gets sacked in, like, every play, or he'll roll out and thinks he has, like, Lamar Jackson mobility and then gets sacked for a 15-yard yeah. loss. Uh, it's just – I'm sorry, Detroit fans. Yeah. I really, I really, really am. Um – I hope you get your guy uh, giving up Stafford. I'm also sorry. He's been balling out this year. And he deserves it. If you're a Lions fan, though. <clears throat> I know you're happy for Stafford. You have to be happy. You have but to be, you're not happy. You have to be sad that your, team, you be sad that your team sucks. <clears throat> but you got to be happy seeing that guy get a shot out there to go. I'm something. just sad that I have to pay Jared Goff, Goff as much money as I am. Mm-hmm. So, no, uh, not overreaction. I think there's a realistic shot they don't win a football game this year. All right. And... So we uh, we have some of our power rankings right here. Uh, you want to go ten, ten, nine, nine, or you want to go eat one of us first, other one? Um, we can we can go uh, we can go one by one. So who you have a ten? Who I have a ten? I have uh, the New England Patriots at number ten. Yeah. So I was stuck on this one. Uh, I really like the Patriots. I really like the Bengals, and I really like the Raiders. I think there's things that all those teams do well. Um, if I had to pick between those three, I think it's the Patriots. They just absolutely crushed the yeah. Cleveland Browns. But I had to give an honorable mention to the Bengals and the Raiders. I'm not docking the Raiders for losing to the Chiefs um, with how much drama that team has been going through. Yes, yeah, You lose situation. two of your first-round picks in Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett to off-the-field issues. You lose your head coach. And credit Derek Carr, man. We'll try and hold these, yeah. these this group of men. Derek Carr and this Waller. This group of men together. They, those um, guys are... So I want to give them an honorable mention. I think the Bengals, there's a lot to like about the Bengals. Um, looks like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase connection is real. Um, finally starting to you know look like a competent football team, but if I think if the New England played either of those teams today, I think New England wins. Yeah, we're so. definitely playing better football. I don't think that's the question. I guess mm-hmm. roster wise and things like that, but I think we're definitely playing the best. At nine, uh, looks like we both have Chiefs, and it's funny putting the Chiefs here because I would put them probably top three if they go out and look like this next week. Like, I'm ready for this team to be good again in my brain. I give it two, but I fully agree. If they give me so, that kind of performance over the, the next two weeks. This is the six and four Chiefs that we're ranking here. Yeah. This is nothing else than that. Uh, we don't. We know that the Chiefs are capable of being the best, if not one of the best teams in the league. So that's what we got at But nine. I think for me it's similar how I don't penalize the Raiders for getting crushed by the Chiefs. I don't reward the Chiefs for crushing the Raiders. So they deserve a top – I think they're a top ten team in the NFL. But – I'm not ready to bump them any higher than that right now. Fair enough. Eight, I got Cardinals. I got I got Ravens at eight. I think you're way too well on the Cardinals. Um, let me just really quickly, because I guess you don't really need to do a whole lot of explaining your Ravens. That makes sense. My Cardinals are very low, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason for that is I understand completely that they have dealt with injuries in even uh, versus the Niners. They came out with Colt McCoy and James Conner mm-hmm. and made that Niners team look like a JV squad. Uh, so I just, when players get injured and then they do come out and then they do lose this week, I'm not totally confident about when everyone comes back and it meshing perfectly. And if they do, I'll be more than willing to move them back up. At the moment, however, I feel kind of, I feel as if, 
D Hop and Kyler Murray come back tomorrow. I still kind of like the. I mean, I guess the Ravens just lost. It's a weird year in the NFL, but teams like Bills and Ravens, in my opinion, uh, are kind of in better shape right now, only because they're not dealing with nearly the severity of the injuries that the Cardinals are. And it could be nothing. It could they could have uh, gave them another game to be safe. So we'll see on those guys. That's why I'm putting them. That's why I'm keeping them. Yeah, low and low. I'll talk a little bit more about the Cardinals when I reveal where I have them. But I, same thing. I don't penalize the Ravens for uh, losing. Um, I like do. I said, teams I teams turn in clunkers. Uh, I can't put them any higher than this right now, just because even if they won that game, I still like all the teams I put ahead of them mm-hmm. more right now. But I think the Ravens are a real NFL team. Um, can give defenses fits. I mean. The, the game I keep going back to is when they played the Chargers, uh-huh. and they just, I mean, the Chargers had no answers. They just looked up, and they were down four touchdowns. They yep. just had no answers for the Ravens. But, yeah, I mean, you lose, you lose a tough game, but I think even if they win, I like my seven teams above them right now. Uh-huh. Um, so what do I got here? I got Bills at six. Yeah. Oh, no, excuse me, excuse me. Seven. I'm going seven with Ravens, and you're going seven with Bills, right? I am, yeah. I have the Bills as the seventh best team in the NFL right now, <clears throat> and it kind of goes back to a lot of what I said before, where the issues we had are still issues at times. And yes, a blowout win against the Jets helps, but I want to see how they come out. I think we have Indianapolis next week. That's a real defense. Jonathan Taylor's a real problem, and if this defense can shut down Jonathan Taylor and we can pick apart that defense, Jonathan Taylor's a monster. I will feel a lot better and be, maybe be willing to put them in my top five, but. That that win that loss, I'm sorry, against the Jags just exposed a lot. Coming out slow against Miami exposed a lot. There's still some issues on this football team, and until I see them go against a real defense and a real threat on offense, not willing to put them any higher. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to go, and I have the Bills at 6 for me. You have Rams. Yeah, I have the Rams at 6. Uh, I don't think the outcome tonight really impacts it. Uh, if they lose, then obviously they're going to fall. If they win, they're not going any higher. Uh, they got embarrassed by the Tennessee Titans, uh, so a lot of teams in the league this year. I fully expect the Rams to come out tonight, look great, uh, good role with good teams. You get embarrassed, you come back, you play well. I think the Rams get a win tonight, um, and I think they're I think they're right on that Super Bowl bubble. They're you know knocking on the door. Contenders. Definitely, definitely a team that could make their way in there. Uh, and I got Bills at six. Listen, I think the Bills are you know obviously better than the teams I've just listed: Ravens, Cardinals, Chiefs. Patriots, I don't know if they're better. Like, in terms of Chiefs and Cardinals, it's a little weird right now. But uh, we are definitely seeing the Bills, in my personal opinion, uh, at a higher level than. In a better position, I would say, moving forward, just due to the fact that the, uh, the division is in their hands right now. Uh, if they don't lose, they're fine. So, winning in. And. Listen, we're on their back, but I'm going to go ahead and put the Bills at six. I like that team. It's very talented. Another one of those figured out and very dangerous type of squads. Uh, this could take me number five. I got the Bucks. What do you got? You got Cowboys. I, I got Cowboys at five. <clears throat> I think um, I think if the Cowboys and Bucks play today, the Bucks win. And yeah, that's why yeah. I have them higher in my power rankings. And this is just uh, a product of the Buccaneers looking how they did versus Washington. I know we're talking about not buying into it too much, which I'm not. I didn't bounce them out too far. Uh, even though they were actually number one in my last week. So I, I did put them back a little bit. But I think that was a bad, you know, there's a lot of uh, injuries, obviously. A.B., weird game. Uh, that team has historically given them problems. Uh, historically, last two years, Brady given Brady problems. So that's kind of where I'm at with the Bucks. I think they're very good. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead, and I have the Cowboys at three. 
Cowboy. Yeah, I, I, I just think Dallas is playing good football. Um, oh, no, no, no. I have Bucks at five, excuse me, Cowboys at four. Yeah, and I put Cowboys at five. So we're, okay. we're right around the same level. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I put the Bucks higher because I think if they played today, the Bucks would win. But Cowboys, like I said, good teams come back after embarrassing losses, had the clunker against the uh, Broncos, come back, look great. I mean, absolutely blow the Atlanta Falcons out of the water. Um, it's a really dangerous offense. Yeah. Um, getting Michael Gallup back, yeah. you have a two-headed monster, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard. Uh, Dax spreading the wealth. You got Amari Cooper. You have C.D. Lamb, who's been a great pick. Yep. Uh, Michael Gallup. And as much as Trayvon Diggs dr- drives me nuts, it helps when you can take the football away. Mm-hmm. And I just think they're a very, very good team. They play are playing very, very well. Um, clear, clear best team in the NFC East. Uh, and, yeah, I, as much as it pains me to say it, Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender. And I could four or five interchangeable. I don't care. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and I put Cowboys at my four. I don't really need to dive into them too much, and you got cards. Yeah, I I just think if you were to tell cards fans, you know, hey, you're going to play one of the best defenses in the NFL in the Panthers, and you're going to have to start Colt McCoy, and you're not going to have Chase Edmonds is on IR, and you're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins, and you're going to lose that game at home. I don't think fans are really overly upset about it. Um, the Cardinals have looked really good. They're, eight, he, they're A.J. Green turning their head, his head away. From beating the Packers, yep. um, so I don't I don't penalize them for that. And like you said, they smoke the Niners out their back. I'm about to. <clears throat> I'm mm-hmm. very very prepared to move this team up the second Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins come out and just play an ordinary game for them. The yeah. second they look like that again, I'm ready. I just feel weird doing it when they're injured, but I completely understand. And why that game, yeah, that there. game got out of hand from the first play. Yeah. I mean, was it was a, either a pick six or a fumble six or something, mm-hmm. and then they scored another touchdown quick. I mean, it was 14 nothing before Colt McCoy even, like, jogged onto the field. Yeah. So, I mean, anytime you're you're trailing two touchdowns with your backup quarterback and some of your biggest playmakers out, it's it's a tough game to come back from. So, like I said, you go one and one, you get blown out in one, you blow one out in the other, and with your backup quarterback missing two of your top offensive playmakers, I don't penalize them. I think the pass rush is real. I think they've got some real great playmakers on offense and they're only going to get better when Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins come back. Yep. Uh, all right, so take us into number three. I got Rams, you got Bucks. Yeah, I think this is our first biggest uh, disagreement. Yeah, um, I know the Rams beat the Bucks earlier this year, but I just, I think the Bucks are so, so good on paper and they just have so many playmakers. They got to get a little bit healthier in the secondary, which is for sure. And I mean, we keep saying that with a lot of teams about getting healthier, so it's not really an excuse. But like I said, uh, Brady, for some reason, does not play great against Washington. Um, but I I would take the Bucks to beat just about anybody. If Listen, I, I completely agree with you. I'm not going to sit here and argue against the Bucs. Um, pro- it probably is the best team in the league. I am just doing these right now based off kind of what we're seeing at the moment. However, in terms of potential and ceiling, I completely agree with you. A healthy, operating Bucks team is beating anybody. Uh, it takes me to number two. And, and I like the Rams because sort of the same thing. It's kind of the healthy... And fully functional. It would Rams be a fun game if they met are, again. Are very good as well. So that's why I have the Rams as high as I do. If that team figures it out, and if Odell can lose the ego just a bit, and listen, I like Odell. So when I say that, don't get mad at me, people. I like Odell. But if he is okay with being the number two guy, uh, now he's the number two. He was about to be the yeah, number Robert, three. But the number three and Robert Woods guy. An, an eye for an eye. That was a weird one. But um, funny how that worked out. But if he's all right with being the number two. I mean, the guy's so good that he won't be in number two for that long. He just needs to be okay with them putting in the game. If he can do what Antonio Brown did with the Buccaneers, yeah. I think he's going to have a great rest of his career. Definitely. Antonio Brown, 
<clears throat> kind of after being in the spotlight for so long and all the comments he made and the release from the Raiders, went, hung out with Tom Brady, took a step back, kind of let Mike Evans, Chris Godwin do his thing and very quietly just balled out. And I think if Odell Beckham could do the same thing, yeah. Where I know it's the bright lights of LA, so it's not exactly the same thing. Yeah. But kind of let Cooper Cup still be the guy. You're gonna get yours. You're on a Super Bowl level team yeah. with a great quarterback in Matt Stafford. Just go be OBJ. Mm-hmm. You know, reel in the ego a little bit. I, I like the Rams a lot, but I like the Bucks a little bit more. So that's that's my disagreement. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> and then our top two is I have Titans at two, Packers at one. He's got Packers at two, Titans at one. <clears throat> um. We sort of, I don't know how much you want to go into this. I think healthy Packers, uh, A-Rod, I just got to put him over the Titans right now, and I do love the Titans at two because I think that team is deservedly so at, uh, <clears throat> belongs to be up at this part of the list. Yeah, I just think Tennessee's beat so many teams. They're on a nice win streak right now. They deserve to be one. Um, this feels like the same Packers team it's been for the last two years. Yeah. Uh, didn't we hear that was the worst 13-3 and team they've ever seen in their lives? I mean... The Packers just have this funny way of just winning games and no one believes in them. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those people. I don't care what their record is. I have to put them at two because, you know, record-wise they are yeah. up there and that's not a good enough justification. But I'm waiting for that team to lose a game so I can drop them. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. No. I'm not a fan of the Packers. I think, the, in all honesty, I think the Bucks and the Rams come playoff time are going to be a better team than the Packers. But, hey, they're winning games, so I'll put them where they are. Uh, I just wanted to reward the Titans. I think the Titans have beat a lot of really good teams and done it consistently without their best playmaker. So, yeah, I'm waiting for the Packers to lose a game so I can drop them. I think, I mean, we kind of already, do we need to do Rams Niners? you want to or no? Hmm. little preview? A little preview, right? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I'll just touch on what I said. I think this is, uh, I think the Niners are kind of grasping for uh, for oxygen here. Yeah. Um, kind of trying to stay afloat. Yeah. Um, I think the Rams, like I said, they got embarrassed. They're going to come out guns a-blazing. I think they're going to light it up. I don't think it'll be particularly close. Yep, Vaughn's supposed to play um, right, you saw. That'll be exciting. See a little bit of OBJ tonight. A little bit of Odell, we've heard. So. Um, but, yeah, I think that pass rush, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, you got Jalen Ramsey on the back end. Um, I think if Jimmy G plays, if Trey Lance gets those couple packages, I don't think it matters, I think. I, uh, I believe the Rams, <clears throat> I don't have the lines up in front of me. Listen, I don't know what the line is. I would hammer the Rams. I think uh, I think this has blowout written all over it. I was about to say the exact same thing. This is a blowout, in my opinion. Uh, I look stupid. I said I said blowout. One of them. I said blowout for Ravens Dolphins, of course. Yeah, well, but I, you can't get mad at that. But this, I think this for me is blowout written all over it. Uh, got embarrassed. They're gonna come out. They're gonna embarrass the team. Very similar, I think, to what the Cardinals did to them, where yeah. just absolutely gashed them. I think if that team with Colt McCoy can uh, can blow them out, I think Matt Stafford, fully reloaded Rams, can uh, can blow this Niners team out. Yeah. So I like the Rams. I think it's a good bounce back game for them, and the Niners are still looking for answers. And I guess that's pretty much the episode. Uh, we miss you, Max. So yeah, right better, after Max. this, right after this, you guys are gonna see the uh, interview that I did. Um, so stay tuned for that. And uh, we're pretty much done here. Yeah. Thank you again for having me. Absolute Gentleman pleasure. Handshake. Of course. Absolute pleasure having on uh, being on the podcast. And uh, yeah, good talking sports with the boys. Peace. All right. Bye, everyone. And they get it off in time. Morgan under pressure, and he's sacked. Nicely done. Cody Simon. So that'll take us to the end of the first half. They need to get to the 49. Irons intercepted. Heading the other direction, Cody Simon. And Simon returns it to the 20-yard line. (laughs) A flag comes in here. Simon frustrated. He wanted a pick six.
Cody. Yo, Teddy, what's good, man? What's going on? So, unfortunately, um, my co-host cannot be here with me today. He's has an 102 fever. So, uh, it's going to be me. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. And I just got a few questions to ask you. And first of all, congrats on everything. You guys are balling out this season. Nah, so, first thing I got to ask you is, you've played with quarterbacks, uh, Justin Fields. Now you're playing with Caleb Stroud. And you also played with me. So if you had to rank us three based off of athleticism and pure talent, where do I fall? <laughs> um, Ted, you're probably, you're probably one of the greatest that I play with. Uh, um, I pre- yeah, I don't, you don't have to bash those guys. I think, you know. I probably put them all on a, on a, on a flat, flat line. You, you'd say like I'm right around the same level as those two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. That's, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um Plus you're playing on the team with him right now, so you can't say anything too negative, but I get it. No, obviously I'm just playing. Um, So playing with guys like that, um, especially, and then Justin Fields, we're seeing what he's doing now. You know, when you came in, could you tell right away that he was special? And, you know, what was that like playing with a guy like that for a year? Uh, so pretty much practice is a, is a big part of playing at a level like this. And and every day it's, it's, a, it's a grind to come in and, and uh, perform your best. And so to go against Justin, probably every day was probably the biggest challenge. Like he didn't miss throws at all. He was super accurate, a great leader. And so he really made our, our whole team better just by the way he practiced and the way he executed. So he made us all better as players. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, he was honestly my favorite prospect coming out, but that's all right. I'm not an analyst. So you played in the national championship. Um, you guys didn't get the win, but what was that experience like being a part of, you know, obviously, I mean, outside of the Super Bowl, it might literally be in terms of media and, you know, how big of an, an event and a scene it was. What was that like? And was it, you know, were you guys able just to focus in on the fact that it is kind of just a football game and, you know, like get all that stuff out of your head or what was what was that experience like? Uh, it's definitely a really big spectacle. Uh, I mean, obviously, because of COVID, it wasn't as big as it would have been, but uh Playing in that environment was certainly uh, exciting. And I mean, like, there's very few moments in your life that you get to experience stuff like that. And so I was just, I'm so happy that I was a part of that. And like, that's our goal every year to, to get back to that position and, and to, uh, to obviously come away with a win. But, you know, it was a great experience. And, and I've just looked to build further upon that uh, that year and keep going. Yeah, of course. So you guys right now, you're rolling. Um, just played Purdue, beat them. So was there any concern going into that game? You know, they have obviously knocked off a couple of the top teams. And, you know, I know you guys don't overlook anyone. What was the preparation like for that one? You know, preparation is always at the highest level. Every team we play, it's, uh, you can't overlook anybody, like, like you just said. And it's uh, for them, we knew that they're they a really good team and that we had to bring our A game. And, and we're just happy we came out with a win and, and uh, keep moving on because the goal is, is obviously to, to uh, make it to the highest the highest game. And so, uh, you know, we just got to keep building, keep learning, and, and uh, keep going. Um, yeah, definitely. So this year, obviously, you have, I believe I just checked, 50 tackles on the season. And that is good for second, I believe, on the, on the team. Um, true sophomore, playing at a program like this, what do you attribute – being able to, uh, you know, accomplish these things so far in your career, you know, that's obviously so young. You've just started. No, it's definitely a process, and and uh, it everything that 
I've played every level I've played at has helped me to get to this level, like whether it be Pop Warner, middle school, high school, and up to this level, I think everything kind of helps to to make me into this player that I am now. And every day I'm just trying to learn to get better. And that's really the ultimate goal. What we do in practice every day is just to get better and learn and, and try to be the best players we can possibly be. Yeah, yeah definitely. So where, um, so this is a question I think I know the answer to, but all-time favorite athlete, who and why? <laughs> yeah, you probably know. Um, yeah, my, my all-time favorite has been Kobe Bryant. He's just the, uh, the mentality he had and, and the way he carried himself. It doesn't really matter what sport he played. It's, it's really a, a, a universal uh, mindset that he had and just the way he attacked life. And, you know, it was unfortunate the way he passed, but uh, he's always been my, my inspiration and my, uh, my favorite athlete. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure like a lot of the mama mentality stuff, you definitely carry over to stuff you do and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't have a whole lot more. Besides, I will ask you this. How are you feeling about the Giants? Uh, it's rough. Uh, rough? It's the, uh, the, we, as, as a Giants fan, we always hope for the best, but we, it's, it never really comes. But, I mean, it's the NFL. Anything can turn around at any time of the season, so you never know. Yeah, I think that you guys have won the last two, right? Yeah, yeah. Won the last two. I don't know. I think we're looking good. DJ. Yeah. So I'll say this. If you guys kind of sputter out, don't win a ton of more games, uh, do you say this is it for Daniel Jones? Oof. I, I don't know. Want to see someone else in there? That's that's uh... – I need. I don't really watch the games enough to to be able to. to yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're busy. On that, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think he. I don't, I don't really know. I, I think they might stay there for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Yeah. That's pretty much all we got. Thank you so much for joining, and uh, we'll all be watching. Good luck. I appreciate it, Teddy. All right. See you later, homie.